So today we have this uh, wonderful scene. Um, I'm going to try and tie it in with what we did yesterday, what we spoke about yesterday, the idea of healing and the greater purpose of healing and what the purpose of signs is. So Jesus is preaching. Okay, remember the gospel. Jesus is preaching on the shore. There's a big crowd, big crowd, large crowd, crowd pressing round him, it says. Okay, so you can imagine he's preaching the word of God and he's, he's speaking about forgiveness and speaking about his father and speaking about prayer and all this kind of thing. All very good. Great. Now, then he spots the fishermen and they're cleaning their nets. So they've obviously finished their work, right? Because they're cleaning their nets. So they're, they're, and then he goes over and he says, <clears throat> put out into deep water for a catch. And Simon replies, Simon, who knew that lake like the back of his rough fisherman's hand, he knew that lake like the back of it, right? And they had, they'd, go, they'd know where the fish would be. And apparently, and I, I stand correct on this now if I'm wrong, but apparently uh, for those kind of fishermen, maybe for all fishermen, I'm not sure, but for those kind of fishermen anyway, uh, they used to fish at night in the evenings and at dusk. Um, the, the fish would come to the surface to eat the bugs, you know, the, the mosquitoes or whatever that... So they, they're basically they come to the top uh, and then during the day when it's hot they went down lower so if you wanted to catch them you had to catch them when it was cool so the cool of the evening cool of the morning basically you fished at night time you didn't fish during the day so again Simon Peter who knows this and maybe kind of knew that Jesus was a carpenter might be saying Jesus it's a nice idea that we would go out fishing now but two things number one it's daytime number two there's a large large crowd watching right so it's like it's like you know the way we mentioned a couple of days ago the farm, farmers are so kind of proud of their land and they'll, they'll make sure that all the roadside fields are dead straight they're plowed dead straight and that all the tram lines are dead straight and, you know foot and turf near the road everything is absolutely spot on perfect because they know the neighbors will see it so you can imagine then a fisherman we're not going out during the day the whole place is watching like you know what I mean? You might as well be asking me to drive a nail with, with, with a cabbage. Like, I mean, it's, it's, this, looks, this is stupid. It's not going to work. So, but, so, but, so, this, so like, again, the details are always important in, in Scripture. So he says, Master, we've worked hard all night and caught nothing, but if you say so. Right, you can imagine. So with, maybe with kind of a heavy heart, this is going to be ridiculous, like, but okay. If you say so, we'll pay out our nets. Out they go. And they net such a large number of fish that their nets begin to tear. In comes the other boat, and then both boats are just dragging their keels, whichever the back is, I don't know, uh, dragging the backside, the back of the boat uh, as, as, they, as they're coming back in. Such is their reward for their faithfulness, okay? The reward for fidelity. Do what the Lord asks, and the fruit comes. Do what the Lord asks, even though it might not look like the best thing to do. It might even look a bit nonsensical. It might not look right. But if you know it's the Lord's will, if you know this is what God is asking, if you know this is what the church teaches, do it and the fruit comes. Sometimes we have to keep these things simple. We really do. I have to keep, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a farm boy. I have to keep these things simple. If I start getting too complicated and start trying to overthink how we could or should do things or how we could or should, what we should or could teach in the church or what we could or should change about the teachings of the church, oh, my head isn't big enough for that. I don't know. I can't do that. My job is just to obey and to not, not to reinvent things because I'm not smart enough. So just plenty of smarter, holier people before me have worked all this out and they've handed this treasure on to me. Now it's just my job to hand it on to the next generation. Same with the apostles. Their job isn't to understand everything because certain things you will understand and certain things you won't. But our job is to follow. Remember the end of the gospel. They left everything 
and followed him. They didn't understand everything, but they left everything and followed him. So yesterday we spoke about <clears throat> this, this difficult question, which I, I, yeah, there's, there's more to say on it today, this difficult question of why isn't everyone healed? So when we go to healing services or healing masses or things like that, why isn't everyone healed? And the point we made yesterday was that uh, there's something greater than physical healing, and that's the salvation of our, of our soul. Eternal life is actually greater than physical healing, because if we get physical healing and forget the healer, forget physical healing, and because of it we sin even more, then it's better we're not healed. Uh, physical healing only makes sense if it helps us to get to heaven. If it helps us to get to heaven, then it's a good thing. And if not, just having a, like, having a healthy body here on earth isn't, isn't the, the end goal. Because our, our lives here on earth will end eventually. I mean, eventually we're going to get sick and die. Eventually we're going to die. Like, that's just reality. We're not here forever. So, eventually we're going to go. So the goal isn't just have a healthy life and then live for, for what? For, forever? We, we, we don't live forever here. We eventually have to go anyway. So the goal was never that we'd have health the whole way along and, and, and I don't know, live forever here. The goal is heaven. The goal is heaven. The goal is heaven. There was an interview a couple of years ago with Stephen Fry and he absolutely slated God, right? He's an atheist himself. Uh, and he absolutely states the idea of God. And he said, you know, you think of children born with, uh, he mentions a couple of diseases, spina bifida and uh, these horrific difficulties. You know, you know, you walk into a children's hospital, see all these children with leukemia, and we're supposed to believe God is good. You know, so I, I won't even go on because I find it hard to say this, it's awful. But he just, he slates God. He just slates God uh, for uh, the cruelty, his apparent cruelty in allowing all of these things to happen. A good friend of mine from home, um, a girl I went to the Debs with years ago, actually, um, she got married and uh, she went on to have a beautiful little girl, all good. I think she may have had two at that stage, I'm not really sure. She had at least one girl anyway, and then she got pregnant again and um, had, went for the scan. Uh, 12 weeks, everything seemed to be okay. But a little later on, they started to notice that there, was, um, there, there were abnormalities in the development of the child. And then it was finally diagnosed with uh, anencephaly, or anencephaly, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Basically, when the, the skull doesn't fully form, so there isn't enough room in your head for your brain. So it's like the, the back, this, this part of your head just isn't there. It, the skull is just too small altogether, so the brain can't develop. So it leads to, obviously, all sorts of complications. And also during birth, the, the pressing of, of, of the head can cause even, even more damage. So basically, your life expectancy is, is very, very short. <clears throat> so this was before um, the, the abortion referendum, actually. So the doctors and nurses were kind of between the lines saying, look, we'd recommend you go for a little journey. You know, I recommend you just pop over to England there. And she said, no, no, I, I, it's my child, whatever uh, difficulties it has, it doesn't change the fact that it's, 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 my, it's my little boy, as it happens, my little boy. So he was born, uh, he went almost full term, I think eight, eight, eight and a half months, and they had knitted a little woolly hat for him, a little white woolly hat. So they put a little white woolly hat in him, and they took some family photos, and he lived for five hours and uh, then passed away 
but in some way, like the soul of the child, the heart of the child, knew, and dare I say, knows, that for every second of its life, it was loved. For every second of its life, it was loved. And then when it died, there is no personal sin on, 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 on that soul. It was, it was baptized immediately. So we can be quite confident that that little life is now in heaven. Now, do we understand these things? Not really. We don't understand how everything works, but we have to keep in mind as well how simple we are relative to God. You know, think of a, you think of a child, you know, when a child is in a hospital or maybe, maybe even a newborn, if you're slightly premature, like and you're in the hospital and they're putting in needles and they're tube feeding and they're whatever else they're doing. And this is just, for you as a child, it's so scary. When you're in a hospital, like and these people with masks coming in around, they're sticking needles and tubes and all. You don't know what's going on. You don't want any of this. But your mom and your dad, who, who know and understand to some degree what's happening, and who, and who love you, who love you, allow this to happen because they love you. Why? Because they don't want the needles. They don't want that pain. They want your life. They want you to be alive. They want your health. And so for God... When he sees illness and difficulty, he doesn't want the illness. He doesn't want the sickness. He doesn't want us to be in pain ever, ever. And it's never this idea either that we have to do our suffering here before we get into heaven. God, what well, suffering is useless. People in hell suffer. It's useless. Suffering is useless on its own. But suffering offered out of love, that's the cross. That's a different thing altogether. Because then that kind of suffering teaches us how to love the suffering of, of, in, in hell doesn't teach anyone how to love. It just increases their hatred. So suffering is never the point. You know, if we suffer here on earth, then we can go to heaven. No, no, no. We have to learn to love here on earth. Then we're ready for heaven. It's love that counts, not suffering. We have to learn to love. And, and suffering will teach us how to love like nothing else. Suffering teaches us how to love like nothing else. You think of parents, you think of a couple when they get married, you know, it's fantastic. <clears throat> They'll spend most of the day gazing into each other's eyes, apparently. And what do you want to watch on Netflix? I don't know, what do you want to watch? I'll just watch you. You watch whatever you want. Right? That's, that's the way it is. In, 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 and that's the way it is for married life as well, isn't it? It's just so easy. It's wonderful. And, um, and uh, so all of these, you know, it's, it, that, that's fine. Now then, child number one comes along. I haven't slept in three and a half years. We just discovered she's pregnant again. I'm delighted, but I'm so tired. I'm so tired. On comes baby number two. Okay, so I've got half change of one nappy. Don't, not now, not, not now, don't, don't. Oh, okay, okay, just finish that one. Okay, this now, this one has pooed, and now we've got to poo nappy, poo nappy. Oh my God, fill the bath, fill the bath. Stir the child, change the nappy, put, put that bottle on. You know what I mean? Pick up the, the older brother from, from, bring him to play school. My goodness, like, it, it, it teaches you to love like nothing else because you just have to give and give and give and give. When you're finished giving, give some more. And then when you're tired, get up. <laughs> when you're tired, get up and serve because there's a nappy to be changed, there's a feed to be done. Do you know what I mean? So suffering teaches us to love. Suffering teaches us to love when it's carried correctly. So God never wants the suffering, but he does want something even better for us than 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 physical health, wonderful a gift and all as it is. He wants something greater, and that's eternal life. That's what he wants for you. And that's what Stephen Fry and others don't or didn't understand, that there's a bigger picture here. 
It's not just about having physical health, end of story. No, it's about getting to heaven. And so if a child is born with some illness and lives a short life, but is loved for every second of it, and then goes to heaven, from the perspective of heaven, from the perspective of heaven, that, that child is happy. The parents will miss it, but again, we, we will, our hope is that we will be reuni- reunited. And that that cross might, be, might have to be carried for longer. It, there are, or maybe you have something like, like autism, something that will, will, will not be healed, won't be cured. Uh, and it can be a difficult cross. But again, these things will pass. The glory of heaven will never, ever pass. So we have to be very, very careful before we pass judgment on God because we don't understand everything. We don't. We don't. And if we start playing God, we'll make a mess of it. We'll make a mess. Look at the, the, the limited responsibility that we have and how often do we make a mess of it. Leave me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Not only does the Lord not leave him, he promotes him. Do not be afraid. From now on, it is men that you will catch. And then bringing their boats back to land, they left everything and followed him. So Lord, we ask for that gift too. When we don't understand why you allow things or what re- what's going on or why this cross or why that difficulty, we ask you, Lord, for that gift to walk by faith, not by sight, and to follow you every day of our life into heaven. Thank you.